Today on Trust the Podcast, we will talk about the big Spurs comeback victory that the Sixers had last week. We'll discuss Sixers January coming to a close, a tweet about Ben Simmons' defense, and it's trade season. Let's ride. Wicked, 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 wicked. Wicked tones, you know what I'm saying? What's Hello and welcome to Trust the Podcast, episode 15. A little bit of a guess there, but episode no, that's right. <laughs> 15. We're right. All right. Welcome to episode 15. I am Stevie Sales, a.k.a. Steve Perpelia, and on the other line in Chicago, Johnny Shy. Hey, John, it's cold out there, isn't it? Uh, isn't it now? Yo, uh, what's up, Stevie? Yeah, dude, it's real cold. It's gonna be so cold on Wednesday that we already have off from work. Like they already announced oh. that we're gonna be off. So on Wednesday, it's gonna, yeah, dude. Apparently, Amazing. it's gonna be like negative. It's gonna be like negative like 20 at least or at most it's gonna be you know what i wouldn't mean it, it's yeah be, what it's an incredible break from the work the work week that's awesome i know having okay so that's like back in on fourth of july this past fourth of july that was also on a wednesday yes and i was so about the middle of the week holiday dude sure. so i'm gonna get it again i love it it breaks it up real nicely i'm excited and you're for sure gonna get a little toasty on tuesday huh well, now, I don't know about that. We do have a work happy hour on okay. Tuesday night. I might <laughs> I might be taking it easy, trying to rest up, get some exercise in. You know. Exercise? <laughs> Come on. I, I just joined a gym, dude. Sure, sure. I did. Um, I'll show you. Well, the, the Sixers had a pretty good week this week, John. Yeah, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. It was. So what, we did Rockets Monday, Spurs Wednesday, and yeah. Nuggets Saturday. Nuggets was kind of of a, of a bummer. We it didn't really bummer, yeah. we didn't really give it our all. It wasn't it, yeah. It wasn't a bummer like during the game. It was just a bummer going into that game, um, knowing that we really just didn't have our full squad. Exactly. We barely even had any squad. So I mean, it makes sense that we lost because the Nuggets honestly they were kind of like they were kind of stunting, dude. Yeah, they were good. I mean, they they are were good. good. Like, and they were not. They were like. They wanted everyone to know that they were good in that game. I feel like there was like behind the back dunks. <laughs> there was alley oops. Like they were stunting on that. Yeah, game. They, they were showing off. I think the one good part about that game, if we're gonna just mention it real quick, was Landry Shamet like played point guard for a lot of the game, and yeah. uh, he had seven assists. So really, if this guy can do that and score the way he has, like yeah, dude, we might have found a gem. I know, right? If because. And when he's typically on the floor, he's not. It's not his responsibility to get assists. That's a cool. That's a good stat to see. I like that. Yeah. But yeah. Other other than that, I mean, it's a whatever game. Kind of. I wasn't too worried about it. It was a bummer. I hate resting. Same. But like, whatever. It's kind of what you have to do. So, so um. So I wanted to mostly talk about the Spurs comeback victory because I think yeah, the Rockets absolutely. game was a good game, um, but it was just kind of a blowout eventually. Um, right. They just kind of shut down hard. Um, exactly. Which is well, I mean, and yeah, we'll only be brief on it, but that's a good thing that we can sh- that we kind of handled a star player. We kind of put him in a box a little bit. Absolutely uh, a good thing. Yeah. 
But also, um, yeah, the Rockets, I feel like, are just a super inconsistent team, and that's kind of what happens when you have just your one go-to yep. guy. Like, you need him to score 50 points, or yep. they can kind of just be flat. Yep, and realistically, I turned the... I turned that off in like the, the yeah. fourth quarter, um, but the Spurs game was amazing. And, yeah. Uh, what we were down eight with two minutes left, and we yeah. went on a ten nothing run and one by two. Right. And it was like, awesome. And going into that, like they, um, it I think it was like they the Spurs had a pretty significant run. They were hitting a couple threes, and then they they randomly extended their lead because it was kind of close throughout so they won on a run and we were able to respond and come back with a run of our own and that's just like if you're a Sixers fan you are so nervous about end of game situations so when you get a game like that Spurs game it's just so so joyous such a joyous occasion it makes it it warms the heart you know what I mean seeing the Sixers finish out a game and it warmed my heart seeing Landry Shamet get in those crunch time minutes and knocking down a meaningful three Oh yeah, I'm dude. starting to fall in love with this guy, John. I know, yeah. That's so that's two times where you've been <laughs> head over heels for Landry. I mean, I am too, dude. I love him. I love the guy. He's really uh, good. I think it's exciting to imagine like us not having. We're going to talk about trade trade season later on in the episode, but mm-hmm. uh, us not having to shop around for guys if Landry becomes like a god amongst men. Yeah. Dude, one thing I wanted to ask though. We were talking about with a couple of our friends, I think it was in our group, but the fact that the Sixers don't have like a big signature win this season. Yeah. Um, and that kind of had me thinking about the Spurs game, and I don't think you can say that the Spurs would be a big signature win, but like, how does this game, how does this win, like, it, it makes me feel better in that regard. I feel like it was a big win, um, even though it's not like some crazy signature, like, yeah, they're not, they're not as good as they typically are, but it was a big win. And I don't know. What do you think about that? I do agree that we don't have a signature win yet. So it, we played the Raptors, Celtics. Um, a co- we played them a couple times, and we beat the Raptors when they were super depleted. Yeah, we lost to the Thunder at home, just barely. So like just we're barely. we're really borderline with some of these close games, but uh, signature win. We just, you're right. We don't have it yet. I don't think you can consider the Spurs a signature win. They're like a legacy program at this point, where like right. they're they're not that good this year, but they're still a playoff team. Um, so I don't think that's a signature win. I think honestly, we might be in store for one coming up, dude. Uh, Golden State uh, after yeah. LA this week, so that I think that'll be that'll be uh, it, obviously if we win, that'll be obviously a signature win. But I oh, think we have sure. a chance. I mean, dude, I do too. I think. I think we have a chance against anyone in the league, and even though we're just saying that we don't have a signature win, I think we have a chance going in every time. Um, we If we just play efficiently and we play well, I think we can beat anyone. Absolutely. Uh, what was I going to say? Um, oh, so, yeah, signature win, hopefully, against the Warriors, and I want a signature game out of Joel against the Lakers. He plays well yes, in, in L.A. LA. Yeah. Uh, that was like his best game ever last year, dude. So yep. it is in LA again, and it's also in Golden State. So that'll be, <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, fuck it. I mean, signature win potential right yep. there. Yep. And like that, I think that's how we were gonna kind of segue into just talk wrapping up Sixers January here. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, <clears throat> record pretty good. Uh, got a good couple games here to close it with LA and Golden State, but um. 
you're right. I'm excited to see Joel Embiid under the bright lights. Um, I have a buddy who does some undercover work for the Lakers in their oh. in their uh, video department. Underco- so, wait, what do you undercover <laughs> work? What does that mean? I don't know why I called it undercover work, but um, Is this some no, he's a CIA he's like a he's like these? a video coordinator intern, and he was telling me that uh, his team for the past three weeks has been one of his teams has been the Sixers because they have to play them twice in the next ten days. So uh, he's been watching a lot of Sixers basketball, and he said he loves what Brett Brown gets us into offensively, and I agreed with him. <laughs> yeah. Think, yeah, I mean, what he said basically was like, Brett Brown... So you're not always a Brett Brown fan. I'm not, I'm not. But he described it like kind of in a good way. He said, Brett Brown does a really good job at getting everybody the ball in different spots. And and those spots are usually good spots for said player. And yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Yeah, I, I can see that. I don't know why my mind just jumped to Mike Muscala in the corner. Um, <laughs> that's where he belongs, ball. though, dude. It, I guess you're right, nothing. dude. I guess you're right. That is where he belongs. So once I think about that, yeah, and I mean, I think Brett Brown is also good at uh, getting just the two-man game to where it needs to be. Like, I mean, I guess it's kind of yes. just J.J. Redick. Um, no, but he, he puts Ben Simmons in ball screen sometimes and has yeah. him, like, catch it in the middle and distribute it from there. So Right. Because that's really what it comes down to. It's just like the simple stuff like that, like matchups and two man games. And... Exactly. All right, so you got a you got a spy in I the do. Uh, in the Lakers. I do, and I and I spoke to him yesterday, and it was it was very it was it was fun. <laughs> I enjoyed the conversation. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, the videographer, he's really getting into the offensive sets and stuff. Exactly. So, dude, yeah, but we're talking about uh, ending Sixers January. Yeah, I we was... got to wrap it up the right way. I was keeping track. It, exactly. I was keeping track of some of the Western Conference teams that we were playing. Okay. And so it'll turn out, like, in Sixers January, we will have played one, two, three, four, five, six Western Conference playoff teams. Wow. If the All in January? To, if the season were to end today, yeah. Um, so the top three are Warriors, Nuggets, and Thunder. We've lost to the Nuggets and the Thunder. That's the two top guys then the warriors we still are yet to play we beat the rockets and we beat the spurs and we beat the clippers at the very 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 beginning of six of six of january yeah right that's awesome that's so we've beaten three um western conference playoff teams granted they are lower in their conference seeding than we are we are the fourth seed and we've beat five six and eight but one thing that i was thinking is that I think we should all stop saying that the Western Conference is so much better than the East. Okay. Be- because it's really just the Warriors. Yeah. I, so much better than everyone else in the league. You're right. You're right. And, and, and I, I'm tired I, of like, I'm tired of, I'm tired of people like that I talk to out in Chicago, like friends who like, I mean, obviously the Bulls are in the East too, but like my friends who aren't from Chicago just, you know, cause there's a lot of transplants here. And how they say that it's like, oh, you're fourth in the East, but like, who cares? It's the East. It's like, that's not the case anymore. That's not, I just don't think that that is a, a good way of, a correct way of looking at it anymore. Yeah. What do you think I, about that? I don't know. Uh, I think, I think like you're kind of right, but I also think you're like a little misguided. Um, well, how? Give it to me. How am I misguided? Because 
the like seven worst teams in the NBA are all in the Eastern Conference. So the Western Conference is more uh, like is more a little more even, where like the Sixers, the Celtics, uh, like the top teams um, in the East, the Raptors, they just rack up wins against the Cavs, the Hawks, the Knicks, the Matt like. I yeah. think the Magic are kind of in the running this year, but like the Magic are not as bad as they're real. They're realistically like racking up W's against those teams, and then you look at the Western Conference, and I'm actually going to pull up the standings right now so I can yeah. cite it. That's no, that's a good point. So you have right now we have um, the Grizzlies are second to last in the West. Yeah, and that's like second to last. They are better than five teams in the East, four teams in the East. Yeah. See, so. That's, no, yeah, that's fair. Um, right, and the the Magic are twenty and thirty. Uh, yeah, the Pistons are twenty one and twenty seven. They're in ninth place. The ninth place team in the West is Los Angeles, who's twenty six and twenty four. And then that's not the, an extreme difference. Though. The Mavericks are, and the Pelicans are twenty two and twenty seven. They are five games out of eight, eighth place. Yeah, they would. Uh... They wouldn't be in the playoffs in the East, but you're right; they would be higher than they are. Um, the Hornets are the eighth spot right now, 24 and 25. Yeah, so that's that's kind of where I'm at. Is like I still think the West is the show. Like people would love to watch a Lakers game. People, uh, NBA nerds, love watching Kings games. People love watching Carl Anthony Towns, Luka Doncic, Anthony Davis. Uh, the list goes on in the East. Are you really watching the Cavaliers? Are you really watching the Knicks, the Bulls? You're watching you, the Hawks. Okay, right yeah, now. but you you just listed the three bottom teams in the East. You, but yeah, okay, the Pelicans are third worst in the West. All right, no, I guess that's a good point. But the Sixers are better than all those other teams in the West. So. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. The Sixers uh, at the top level are pretty even. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that we just kind of went on a tangent there. We went from Sixers January to what do you believe about the West and the East? <laughs> right. Well, it's because we've, we've played so many Western Conference teams in, in January. So I want to throw in at the end of Sixers January here, a uh, picture and a video was thrown around of the beginning of Sixers January uh, two years ago where we were crushing fishbowls at x Oh, yeah. And – it looked like in the video that I was standing on the tables at Victory, yeah. uh, playing my fishbowl like a like a saxophone. Dude, you're holding it exactly like a saxophone, just glued to that straw, just downing it, just <laughs> just downing the. Fishbowl. And you're completely yeah. by yourself. I know no there was nobody you. around. It was just me. <laughs> There's 30 straws in that fishbowl. Oh my and god! You're the only guy manning that thing. It's that, beautiful. That it's was so beauty. funny. That was literally so funny. <laughs> that was great, dude. I remember that night. That was so much fun. Uh, so Sixers January. What was our final record? Eight and four, nine and four. Uh dude. God, I don't know. I think we would have had this prepared. Um, <laughs> Shows how prepared we are. Yeah, we were. Pre- we were worried about all the audio stuff. Hopefully, all you. Uh, all you trustees are shocked and awed by at how clear Stevie Sales' voice is right yes, now. Yes, because last week's was a nightmare. That stunk. You could barely hear me. <laughs> yeah, that was my bad. <laughs> our pro- our, no, I'm going to say our, our producer, the guy who's... Yeah, uh, our sound technician. He was on strike. He was like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, dude? he decided <laughs> to take the night off. Yeah, our, our, our audio mixer was like... 
Who's Yo, I'm out of here. That's what stupid. he said. Yeah. <laughs> um, hold on. We're four, four and two, five and two, six and two, seven and two, eight and two. Oh no, eight, seven and three, eight and three. We're nine, nine and three so three, far. Nine. Oh and no, four. nine and four. And Lakers. Nine and four. Nine and four with two more. Yep. So that's, All right. I'm well, gonna, that's I'm, that's pretty good. I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and it's gonna say it's ten and four going into the final game of Sixers January. Against the Warriors. Against the Warriors. Wow. Wow. Dude, and then it doesn't even stop. It then no. like we're talk we're only looking forward to the thirty first, but then it's Kings, Raptors, Nuggets. Body like a stop watch shit they'll never stop. <laughs> shit that got the block hot, shit got super hot. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, exactly. This shit don't ever stop, Johnny Shy. It does not. That's that's for goddamn sure. And we're on TNT. Is it tomorrow? Nah, really? No. Th- yeah, tomorrow. Tuesday. TNT. Let's Lakers. Go. Who are we going to have on that game? Who's going to be Reggie? Reggie? I don't Miller? know, dude, but I'm excited to watch the halftime show. <laughs> Wait, dude. Charles uh, is my guy. Yeah, hell yeah. Wait, Reggie Miller usually does, he does the TNT. Yeah, but I think he right? does the early one. I think he does like the uh, 8 o'clock game. Dude, I like. Him. We'll, we'll probably have uh, Kevin Harlan, to be honest. Wait, what's the what's the lady? Oh no, the lady. What's her name? Doris Burke. Doris Burke. She's ESPN. Oh, she's ESPN. Okay. Yeah. Right. I, I'm a big Doris Burke fan. I don't know if I'm going to catch heat for that, but no, people I love I, Doris Burke. I I, I actually I, would just say I don't know why, really. Right. Yeah. I just they, think she's good. I mean, they, I think that's what I was going to say. They, they say she's good at her job, but like, I don't know, like. She should be good at her job. She's been doing it for like twenty years. That's true. Well, she is. So, good all for right. Her. Well, good <laughs> for her. Shout out Doris. Doris, if you're listening, I know you're a trustee in one way, in one way or another. Uh, shout outs. We we respect what you do. We like it. Yep. Um, Ben Simmons's tweet or let's the get tweet into about it. Ben Simmons. All right. So uh, earlier this week, uh, what was that? Sunday? I think it was Sunday or Saturday. Uh, I think it was, yeah. Somebody named Tom West, NBA. He writes for Liberty Ballers. Um, never heard of this guy in my life, but uh, it's a Sixers outlet, right? Yes. Liberty Ballers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying I never heard of this guy in my life just because I don't follow him. So was, I think somebody who I follow maybe retweeted him or liked something. That <laughs> yeah, you want to you want to make you want to make sure your character is yeah is clear by yes. having everyone know you don't follow him because you're about to get very judgmental on this guy. So he tweets a video and the caption for the video is here's a few clips of Ben Simmons's defense. His versatility is switch around all positions and bother guards with his agility, size and quick hands like this is so valuable. And if you click on the video, the video is a minute and four seconds long. And it's got four different clips associated with it. And so I tweeted, I responded and tweeted back. These are his best defensive plays by far. Play by play, game by game, he is a below average defender who doesn't work hard enough to be good. If Ben did this every possession, every game, you would be right. But these are small glimpses of his defensive ability as a whole. And I say that in absolute confidence that the... Original tweet that I said his work ethic isn't good, isn't steady enough in order to consider him a good defender. I think it, it's never been more true than in uh, the Denver game or um, against Harden, because I remember watching a play in that Rockets game 
where he just let Harden split him and his defender. Harden went right to the rim for a wide open layup. So, God I think, forbid the uh-huh. best scorer in the league gets a play on you. God forbid. Yeah, but like, it was just like I remember the play. It was just lazy. Like, and he does that more than just once in a game or like once when they're up twenty or something. Like he does this often, where he just gives up possessions defensively, and it's like. People keep tweeting these clips and stuff and, like, claiming that he's, you know, got this incredible defensive rating and his ability to switch because he's so long and stuff. Like, that's all gravy compared to his effort, which just isn't all there. It's just not all there. And that's that's what you see play by play, game by game, month by month, is that his effort is very questionable. I, okay, so I, I obviously disagree on this. And I think, first of all, that with the Nuggets game, that was a weird game. So I don't know if anyone on our squad was really in the right mindset for that game. But dude, if there was stuff. any chance to prove that he's the guy and and like he's deserves the max and blah blah blah, you got to win those games without Joel. Right. Yeah, on your own. I well, okay, yeah. So I agree with that. Um, oh wait, but let's look up his stats for that game. But in the meantime, um. I think that I don't know. I don't really agree on his on the whole assessment of his effort not being there, and a lot of that comes down to yeah, he only had 19 in the Nuggets game. He's got to have more when he's the only guy. Um, four assists, 12 rebounds. Oh, okay, what a, not not that great, but yeah, I think that his defense is there, and I feel like you're just ignoring those plays that were in the clip. Like there's plenty of guys who try all the time every play on defense, and they'll never have plays as good as that were in that clip. Like, his defensive ability is still very high, and I don't necessarily agree that his effort is all that lacking. I feel like a lot of that is a body language thing and doesn't necessarily mean that he's not trying. Are you just, are you just watching the thing? I'm, I started the video over because I want to prove a point here. Okay, yeah. In in this video... Vimo. it I did. In this okay. video, there are four or five separate clips from four or five separate games. So, like, this is not this is not proving continued effort and continued, like, defensive ability. This is literally grabbing random clips from random possessions <laughs> and, being like, and being like, this is why he's, like, such a great defender. It's like, well, no, dude. If you actually watch the Sixers day in and day out, you know that his effort on the defensive end is lacking. And I remember earlier in the year, I may have talked about this or may not have, but we lost to the, we lost to the Raptors on basically like a game winning shot from Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry like drained a three and it basically separated them from us enough where we were going to lose the game. And we literally lost the game and Kyle Lowry made the three because Ben Simmons didn't switch uh, aggressively enough. So it was a planned switch, and instead of switching with a high hand and, like, forcing him to drive, he just let him shoot a wide-open three. And what did Kyle Lowry do? He's an all-star. He drained it in, in his face. And, and Ben went to the bench and, like, walked to the bench, wasn't even pissed about it. It's like, dude, your effort needs to be there day in and day out for you to actually be considered, like, all-defensive team. Like, these clips aren't going to get you on the all-defensive team, which he said – he wants to do, and he wants to be that type of guy. These one-minute and four-second clips aren't going to get you there. 
what's going to get you there is your day in day out focus and attention right. on the defensive end and right. he just and I, is not there with that yeah okay and i i don't think i'm arguing that he should be all defense all team all defense i'm just saying that he does have defensive ability and that's how a highlight reel works dude you you get the best plays from a couple different games. Like, he also has offensive plays where, you know, he's not, he's not like, all crazy, like, great plays every single possession. Like, that's not realistic. It's a highlight reel. Um, but, having said that, I still stand by the fact that I think you're kind of missing the point on that video. It's just, it's just a highlight reel. Um, but, I will say that I do agree with you on the fact that he needs to be the guy more often. Like yeah. In in the rap in that Raptors game uh, that you mentioned, that whole game he needed to be the guy. In that Nuggets game, he had an opportunity uh, to be that guy, and he just let it. He just watched it go by. So I do agree with that, but I don't know. I'm I'm okay with most on the for the most part I'm good with his defense. He does make good defensive plays. He makes good transition plays and it, he converts into points. Yeah. Which is huge. Converting I, those plays converting into points is also uh he's good at that. Yeah, I mean I definitely I definitely think Simmons is improving. Like I'm not writing off his defensive ability like this guy's right. Like Ben can do these things. But he doesn't do these things consistently enough to be considered like a great defender. And like, that's, I think right. what he's like trying to like yeah. prove is that Ben is like an elite defender and that's just not the case. Right. Okay. Yeah. I'm kind of then. Yeah. I, I'm kind of on board with that sentiment too. Then I think he's good. I don't think he's the best in the league or anything, but all right. I just wanted to bring that up. Cause I was reading that tweet by you and I was like, all right, Stevie, <laughs> like let's, Let's take it easy here. <laughs> so that'll segue us. That'll segue us. Segue us right into our uh, next topic: Anthony Davis trade rumors, and <laughs> the Grizzlies are also shopping their entire team. It sounds like, um, and I, I would believe that the Pelicans would also shop their entire team. Like getting rid of Anthony Davis basically means you're starting over. So I figure yeah. Drew Holiday's probably on the trade block. Um, along with maybe Nikola Mirotic, who's injured right now. Um, but he's not out for the whole year. I think he's just injured for a period of time. So they're going to be tanking this trade deadline. So what do we think about all this? I mean, there's people posting on Twitter pictures of the trade machine with Ben yeah. Simmons' name included. Uh, people are throwing around the idea of Anthony Davis getting traded to the Mavericks. Um and DeAndre Jordan maybe going somewhere else. Obviously, Davis could go to the Lakers. Um, right. And there's always the chance that some random team is just gonna, you know, bust their balls and get Anthony Davis, like the like the uh, the Mavericks. So, what what are you feeling? What are you thinking with all the all the noise? I don't know. It's interesting. I don't know if um, I wonder if the Pelicans will uh, be more open to including their whole team because it seems like Anthony Davis is requesting the trade. So yeah, I, I feel if, like I feel like they're gonna find if they can't trade Davis now, they're at least gonna find a trade partners for other people as well. And right. I think they'll start to unload basically everybody starting this trade deadline. Yeah, and when it's someone as big as Anthony Davis, you're gonna it's probably gonna require some team restructuring more yep. than just replacing him. Totally. Uh, like like we said, we mentioned this. That was this was one of our questions in the last episode, I think. Uh, 
on the surface, I'm not that interested in Anthony Davis, and I would be willing to bet that our front office is also probably not expressing any interest in that. Yeah. Um, just given the roster that we have, I think we need a backup center. We don't need a, you know, <laughs> yeah, we don't which need is, another which is weird like, to say that I would rather have a backup center than Anthony Davis. But like Joel's our guy and he's going to become, like we said last time, he's going to become the MVP that we need. Yeah. I really but liked the if, idea. If the, of... if the Pelicans did open up their team, Drew Holiday. Oh my God. Yeah. That'd be fun. I love that guy. I would love that so much. That yeah. would be so much justice. Philly loves Drew. Yeah, that really would be so much justice. Um, <laughs> justice. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like the idea of Anthony Davis being on the Mavericks. I do too. When you said that, I was like, A year Davis. of, like a whole year next year of Anthony Davis and Luka Doncic and whoever the hell else Mark Cuban can, can throw around them. Like, that would be fun. That would be fun yeah. as hell. Like, no, I would that watch would... that team a ton. That and, and they would be a good team, I think. It would be a great team. And it's just going to be better for everyone that Anthony Davis is going to go to some bigger market team where we can watch him more and, like, just, like, be engulfed in his greatness. Because, I mean, he, he last year, this year, he has unbelievable nights, but he's never on national television. Right, yeah, And if right. he is, like, am I really going to sit and watch a Pelicans game? Like, no. their jerseys are ugly. Like, I don't really care about New Orleans. Like, imagine him being in a Lakers jersey or a Celtics jersey or a Mavericks jersey. Like, that would just yeah. be fun. Next to Luka Doncic, like, all that would be awesome. Yeah. The Mavericks jersey, I think, I think they're pretty ugly, too, if we're being honest. But that's not what it's about. <laughs> it's not. Uh, but actually, dude, when you say, like, that you don't want to watch a Pelicans game and then you mention that the jerseys are ugly, like, I kind of feel that, like... Yeah, well, they don't... That they, might, like, subconsciously play into it. Like, why I have no desire or I, I don't care about the Pelicans. Like, they're also... Their court design it. is, like, Terrible. disgusting, oh too. Their colors are weird. Change like, Pelicans Pelicans are blue, are dark blue. Like, like no. Like the kind? <laughs> like the actual animal? No, like, their jerseys. <laughs> the Pelicans' jerseys are dark blue. Oh, and like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Where does Dude, that color terrible. come from? Like, that makes no sense. Yeah, definitely change it. For sure, change it. It's so, the worst. Yeah, Their whole stupid. thing. And, like, I feel like if he was on the Mavericks, it, like, Dirk would obviously retire, and, like, we'd yeah. all be done with that era, and, like, Anthony Davis would be ushering, like, a new era of Mavericks basketball, and I think, like, that would be really cool. Yeah. Dude, what if we, like, snuck in? What if we got involved in, like, a three-way trade? Anthony Davis goes to the Mavericks. The Mavericks decide they want to offload some players. They want to offload some juice. They get rid of Dennis Smith Jr. We yep. swoop him up. Who do we give away for that? You know, something like that's that. That's what I was going to say. Oh, well, I was actually thinking, what if we swoop in and get a Drew Holiday yeah. and we, we get rid of like Chandler and Fultz and yeah, yeah, yeah. Smith, Dennis Smith gets sent to like the Pelicans and yeah. maybe we don't end up with Anthony Davis, but we yeah. can end up with like a Drew Holiday and like a Darius Miller or like And then the Pelicans just get like a million little pieces. Yeah, dude, I would be so in for that. Yeah, the Pelicans would Chandler get for Drew. Right. The Pelicans would get like a first round pick from us. Um yeah. yep. and they would get Dennis Smith from the from the Mavericks. Like, I don't know. I'm I don't really want Dennis Smith, so I'm just trying to dump him on the Mavericks really. But like that okay. would be a pretty cool trade. I would t- I, I like Dennis Smith. But yeah, I dude, know getting involved with Drew Holiday would be would be nice. What about like Mike Conley and some of the some of the Grizz boys out there? 
Yeah. I, I've thought about this a lot. Marcus all definitely not a fit. I don't actually think he'll end up being traded because yeah. I don't really think anybody wants him. Uh, but Mike Conley definitely could fit somewhere. And he I don't pay so much dollars. He does. He gets paid too much money. And I think realistically, like next season, he's gonna like start to kind of lose his powers, if if you will. <laughs> I think he's on the edge of like the Isaiah Thomas territory, like where ah, one yeah. more one more injury and like he's just gonna be way behind the eight ball and lose about three steps. Yeah, I hear so, that. So I'm I'm uh, I I think I I don't know. He's such a good point scorer, but it's so much money. I think that if we, in all of this, all these pieces, Drew Holiday's not really technically on the trading block, but he's like the most attractive to me. Yeah, um, I agree. I just, I just don't know what would happen with that because it's going to be tough for us to get like a big name when our roster is kind of depleted. Not depleted, but like not that attractive. I right. Guess. Yeah. There, there's there's not guys... much to trade. Like our top guys, they're locked in. Like right. there's no there's no wiggle room for the top guys. I also feel like Nikola Mir Mirchik would be like a would be like a decent fit on our team because right now we have Muscala. Like Muscala yeah. just like Mirchik is a lot better than Muscala. He's also younger. Um, That's true. I forgot. I don't, you said him earlier. I forgot about that. Yeah, I don't know a ton about his contract really, but like. Well, he was on the Bulls, right? He was on the Bulls for a little, then he, then he got traded to the Pelicans. Because the Bulls are a stupid, stupid organization. They are. Anytime they have something good, they blow it, and that's just a fact. They're dummies. He's been in the league for a while now. Yeah, I'll be down for that. But, again, it's like, what are we going to do? Are we going to just have no more picks in the coming years to do that? Because I feel like that's kind of our biggest trading piece, other than, like, untradeable players. Like, Yeah. He is yeah, still hurt, be, though. So. We'd be going all in, really. We would have to, yeah, and I'm not sure how I feel about that. So but it does feel like we're getting pinched, like we're getting like it feels like we need to make some kind of move. Yeah. But I just he don't makes, see what he, we could do with our roster. Me neither. He makes twelve he make? million, which is equal to Wilson Chandler, so there's a chance he, there. What 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 does he make? I think I I didn't hear you right there. Twelve million. Okay. Yeah. No, no I, we could do that. Dude, you remember how Amir Johnson's still on our team? <laughs> how crazy is that? You know, you ever think about that? Yeah, like, n- no, really. Like, <laughs> dude, he played yeah. the other night, and uh, I, know. I was like, "Wow, this is great." I know, because we had half of a team. <laughs> what a ball! But yeah, I think I think those are a couple good trade scenarios that we could do. Um, <laughs> so. I want to wrap up by asking a question. Yeah, okay. Okay. So I talked about this with my coworker. And so the question is, if you're Elton Brand uh-huh. and you call the Pelicans. Oh, okay. Or maybe the Pelicans call you. I'm open to either side. Okay. So either way, you're, you find yourself on the phones with the Pelicans, on the phone with the Pelicans. On the hunt. We gave him a buzz. And the Pelicans say, this is, there's two options. So either the Pelicans say, what do you want for Ben Simmons? Or Elton Brand says, what do you want for Anthony Davis? Okay. What, so what side would you rather, like, what side would, would you rather happen? 
Like, what would you rather happen? Would you rather have the Pelicans asking us for Ben Simmons or Elton Brand asking the Pelicans for Anthony Davis? The Pelicans asking us for Ben Simmons. That's what you would rather? Yeah, because if they're asking for Ben Simmons, that means they really, really want him. Uh, and I would just say, like, it's, and my, but my response would be an unrealistic, impossible trade. So I guess I don't even know if it's useful. But I would my response to the Pelicans asking me, what do you want for Ben Simmons? My response would be Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday. Okay. So, and that's impossible. Yeah. Yeah. So the, re- the reason I'm also, I, yeah. I, you know, you already know that I'm team don't trade Ben. So I'm not like ready to trade him like some no, other fine. people. I'm not, like I'm not saying that if the Pelicans wanted Ben Simmons that we should give it to him. Like that's not even what I'm trying to imply. What I'm trying to imply is that I think Elton Brand's in a really tricky situation with, yeah, he is. Uh, with the Ben Simmons situation and in general with, like a player like Anthony Davis being on the trade block, right? Because um, if Elton Brand reach out reaches out to the Pelicans and says and like dangles Ben Simmons, right? Um, you know, if that gets back to somebody and gets to the media that like the Sixers were dangling Ben Simmons during Anthony Davis you're trade fucked. talks, like you're screwed and you're never gonna you're, you're never gonna have Ben Simmons on your side again. Um, exactly and the relationship is not going to be good. So I think if the Pelicans call, I'm answering. But if if I have the urge to call the Pelicans, I need, like, multiple bodyguards to stop me from picking up the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you, right? if you, get, if you, if you want to drunk text the Pelicans. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Like, you got to restrain yourself. Like, I need somebody you following like, me no, around dude, to make sure that I'm not they drunk the texting down. the Pelicans. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um, okay, Steve. Let me give you a scenario. So no one's calling anyone. You're just at your desk. You're Elton Brand, and you're working. You know, you clocked in for the day. You're at. Okay. You're doing the grind, and a piece of paper gets slipped onto your desk. Just one little piece of paper. It's a trade offer. Okay. No one knows where. No one knows where it came from. No one knows who offered it. No one knows who started. No one knows who's, who. Who fired the first shot? Right. Okay. But in this trade offer. It's Ben Simmons for Anthony Davis straight up. Okay. Do you sign the bottom line? Uh, no. No. Don't. And the reason being is because I think in this case, if if you're going to trade Simmons for Anthony Davis straight up, I don't think that would be like, I just don't think that would be in the Sixers' best interest. Like, one, is Anthony Davis really going to sign another contract with us? Probably not. Um, two, is it a good fit with Embiid? I mean, I know we're not really – we don't really give a shit about good fit because Brett Brown is smashing these pieces together and seeing what works. <laughs> but, like, you know, no, it's not a good fit. I think if the Pelicans call and say, we want Ben Simmons, if I'm Elton Brand, I'm saying fine. We don't want Anthony Davis. Like, we want Drew Holiday, Nikolai Miritic. We want, yeah. uh, like, a future yeah. draft pick. We want right. uh, we want somebody else in a three-way deal, right? Like, you bring in another team. 
And so you get like Trevor Ariza out of it or something, or you get yeah, yeah, like yeah. somebody else random out of it. So you trade Ben Simmons for Drew Holiday, Nikola Mirotic, and a three and D wing, right? So now you just traded one of your best players for three other really good players or like two other really good players, right? Because we've talked about we need to fill out our bench. We need to get deeper. Yeah. And Anthony Davis isn't going to make us deeper. It's just going to make us more star-studded. Yeah, right. No, I think that's that's probably the right move, getting those pieces and getting those fill, filling up those pieces. Right? Because um, if, if I'm the that. Pelicans, if I'm the Pelicans, I – need somebody if for when i'm trading anthony davis i need somebody that is like definitely a bona fide nba like future four-time all-star five-time all-star and somebody right. who is eligible to sign the super max or the the after four years highest possible max that they could sign with me and if i'm looking around the league at who the best player is that's eligible for that it's not brandon ingram it's not josh hart it's not Jalen Brown. It might be Jason Tatum. But realistically, I think it's Ben Simmons. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I agree that it's you're not going to want to add Anthony Davis to the situation. You're not going to want to give Ben Simmons up that easily. So. so maybe we're involved in this trade just in a way that we wouldn't really think. Wait, wait, say that again? Maybe we're involved in this trade, but maybe just in a way that we wouldn't think. So we're not really getting yeah. Anthony Davis, but we're getting rid of Simmons and we're getting other people. So you want to you get rid of Simmons? I never said I want to. I just said maybe it's a possibility. that I, I don't think that that's a possibility. I think Cause it I, is. Because I, I think you're right in saying that we're not. We're, we might be involved in trades, but it's not going to be like the star-studded Anthony Davis thing, which makes me think it's going to be something small. No, but John, it's going to be smaller let, leagues. But think about it, dude. If you're the Pelicans, like you don't want the Celtics strove of. You basically don't want the Celtics roster. Like that's what the Celtics is going to are going to give you. They're going to give you their entire roster. They're going to give you uh, Brown, Tatum, a bunch of first-round picks. Like <clears throat> that's not what you want. You want Ben Simmons, and you want to be able to surround him with people. So if I'm the Pelicans, I'm calling the Sixers. Like, he's the best player. I don't, I don't know. Okay, yeah. I don't know if that's what the Pelicans want. I think it I is. They need some. They need a star. I guess so. I, but is, is Ben Simmons the guy to fill the hole that Anthony Davis creates when he leaves? Absolutely, dude. He, Anthony Davis is a one-man show down there with maybe Drew Holiday. Ben Simmons, that's what he wants. He wants a one-man show. He wants They're to be completely different players, though. Yeah, like but... Your, your roster has to get completely reworked. Like the, I don't know if just plugging him in is what is what they necessarily want. I feel like they might want... If, if they're going to offload people other than Anthony Davis, they want, they might want a whole slew of uh, like very solid players. And then they'll have a bunch of cap space where they can sign someone later on that for the like the big star or whatever, because they're going to be saving. If there's a potential for them to be like opening up their wallets for later on, right? For like next year. Yeah. Yeah, which which it would be perfect then to have Simmons, because then you sign him to that crazy max that he can sign, and then you fill a roster around him, and 
which is exactly what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I hear that. I think I might. I, I think that's a good point, but um, we got to wrap it up. And I think that I'm on the other side of that. I, th- I don't know if the Pelicans are really all that crazy for Ben Simmons. I don't really get that vibe. I don't really see what he. We will find out over the next find ten days, and I'm telling you, I think you'll see that they that they will be. You think this? Is, okay, you think it's a real possibility? All right. I okay. just think it's a. I just think that it would be crazy for the Pelicans not to ask. Okay. Okay, I see. I see, I see what you're saying there. I, I'm not. I'm not of that mind, but I see what you're saying. All right, we got to wrap this up. Um, hit us up on um, Twitter at TrustThePod underscore. Uh, hit us up with questions. We didn't do any listener questions today, um, but we'll do some next time. Again, we we're working on our audio, uh, so hopefully it sounds a lot better for you guys. Um, and yeah, you can email us trust at trust the or trust the podcast twelve at gmail.com. And uh, and John, wrap us up with a little uh, little advice. You gotta exercise on more days of the week than you don't exercise. You don't exercise two days in a row. Well, guess what, bub? Now you gotta work out two days in a row. Okay. <laughs> and now it might be hard if you're very lazy like me, but you gotta have. At least four of those seven days, you're clocking in, you're pumping it out, you're putting in the work. All right? It'll keep you happy, keep you happy, keep you healthy, and keep you going uh, in a good way. Okay? Hugs and kisses. Johnny. Bye. (laughs) Later.